I'm excited this morning to be picking up the message that we started last week, right? We, we started a message titled Thanksgiving Power, and we're going to wrap that up this morning. And uh, the Lord has just really been showing me that Thanksgiving really is it's important to us living in the, in the fullness of God and the presence and the power and the peace of God. And really, it's Thanksgiving that just, it can cultivate uh, uh, a life-giving spirit, a life-giving freedom. And really, it cultivates a contentment, right, and a peace and a joy that every person in the world is looking for. Right? Everybody is looking for that, that peace and that contentment and that joy that, that only God can give. Right? And everybody is looking for it and chasing it through all the wrong uh, avenues, through all the wrong choices. Right, We search it through all sorts of things. We get addicted to, 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 to uh, drugs and alcohol and, and movies and food, and everybody's chasing this inner contentment. And the Lord has just been showing me, I'm excited to pick this up as we, as we um, go back over this morning, that it's really, it's thankfulness is a key that can keep us believing for more. Uh, trusting God more and keeping us in that and contentment place. You know what? When I find joy, when I find peace and contentment in where I am, it doesn't matter what's going on around me, right? I have a thankful spirit, amen. And so, oh, we're gonna, I'm excited to pick this up, and we'll we'll hit our recaps like we normally do uh, before we get into the new part of our message. And so, last week we really we gave you five or six things I think um, a thankfulness does to to really spiritually free us, right? Uh, when I'm thankful, some, some spiritual things happen in, on the inside that, that free me and liberate me to live in those things that I'm talking about, joy and peace and love and forgiveness. Uh, and so today, though, we're going to talk about how Thanksgiving actually empowers us, amen, to, to, to continue to move forward, to believe and to trust God more, amen. So let's look at um, 1 Thessalonians 5, 14 through 23. That's that foundational scripture that we gave you all. Uh, last week, so let's skip down. Let's skip down to verse sixteen, for time's sake here. And so it says, "What does it say?" It says, "Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, and in everything give thanks." Let's say that together. In everything give thanks, right? For it is the will of God in Christ Jesus. For you, I asked this question last week. Did y'all know it's the will of God for you to live in thankfulness all the time and everything, no matter what? That's kind of challenging, ain't it? You know what? Because life is tough. Man, I've been through some tough spots in my life. God's saying, even in the, the toughest of tough spots, in everything, thank me. That's pretty sobering, ain't it? It's pretty awakening, you know, but if you read this, read this Bible, over and over again, you see people that were faithful, people that went through tough things. Y'all remember Joseph in the Old Testament, abandoned, betrayed by his family, uh, sold into slavery, uh, was, was, was serving the Pharaoh, right? Got accused of, of adultery, something he didn't do, thrown back into a cage, back into a dungeon, right? Took years before he entered into that promise and faithfulness of God, but it's men like Joseph that in everything he gave thanks, right? It's how his, his faith was tested. It's how he entered into that fullness. And so you got to know being a Christian sometimes ain't easy. Uh, we have to be thankful in all the things 
that we go through. Um, and, and verse 19, it says, Do not quench the spirit, do not despise prophecies, test all things, hold fast to what is good, abstain from every form of evil. Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely, and may your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless as the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Let's look at that next point, the first point, recap point that we're going to give you that we gave last week. We said, Thanksgiving empowers us to live in the will of God. It sanctifies us for the work of God and preserves us blameless until the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. And so Thanksgiving, that's what it does. When I'm able to get outside of my situation, my circumstances, um, the things that I'm going through, and I find the thankfulness that I have inside of me, things that I can be thankful for, things that God has done for me in the past, things that I believe he's going to do for me in the future. It helps me stay in the will of God and keep moving forward and living for him. And also, it also the second part of the statement, it, it keeps us sanctified, made whole, made set apart as we wait and hold out for the promise, right? For the blessings of God to happen in our lives and as we wait and hold for Jesus to come back, <laughs> even. Anybody waiting for Jesus to come back? Right? Come on. Come sooner rather than later. I'm ready, God. Come get us. Um, and so, but, but having a thankful spirit is just that. It keeps us in the will of God. I believe it keeps us in the will of God because the spirit of God is thankful. Do you believe the Holy Spirit's thankful? I sure believe he is. <laughs> so if the spirit of God uh, lives and dwells inside of me and I I'm struggling. I maybe I, I, I I'm just in, a, in an angry place, or if I'm in a confused place, or a jealous place, or I can't find uh, something to be thankful for. I'm not thankful for my, my my life, my family, all these things. Maybe the spirit of God is not working in my life because I ain't called on him, right? Because the spirit of God is thankful, and if I'm not thankful, then something's wrong, right? Something's wrong. I need to stop, look to God, begin to pray, begin to praise, and begin to worship Him for who He is. Right? That next point. So Thanksgiving, it frees us from the things that distract, disconnect us from God because Thanksgiving changes our focus and raises our awareness of God. Right? So Thanksgiving helps free us from those things. Right? And there are tons of distractions. We get so easily distracted. There's so much going on. We live busy lives, right? I get it. We got a lot to do. We have responsibilities. Sorry, my mic keeps crackling. Uh, but so, and it's being distracting, <laughs> right? And so, but Thanksgiving can free us from those things. And, and distractions, what are they? What does the enemy use distractions for? To get our eyes off of him and to distract us or disconnect us, I mean. He uses distraction to disconnect us from what's really going on, what's, what God really wants to do, and what's really important, right? Come on, somebody. We get distracted, and we're chasing things that are making us mad that don't even matter, right? They don't even, if you think about it, it doesn't even matter. Uh, and, and it just kills, it steals, it robs, it destroys that contentment, that peace, that joy that God wants us to walk in, right? And so... There are many distractions that keep us bound. Uh, being thankful, it brings being thankful, it brings freedom to that, but 
It brings freedom through that, that change and that focus, right? I said last week that we need that daily, heavenly perspective, right? Every day. That's why it's so important that you meet with him every day because he brings a heavenly perspective and a fresh heavenly uh, and healthy reminders, right? That, you know what? I'm for you. I'm with you. I got you. Keep praying. Keep believing. Don't give up, right? Because there's, there's more to the, the, the bigger picture than just what we see. And I need that fresh heavenly perspective, that fresh reminder on a daily basis. I said last week when we do that and when we, when we do that and we praise him and worship him for who he is, thanksgiving happens on the inside. It naturally happens. And thanksgiving conceives contentment. Thanksgiving conceives contentment. And, and when contentment happens, I no longer can be worried about being distracted or, or, or comparing my life to other people or comparing or competing with other people. Because you know what? When Ian's joyful, when Ian's content, when Ian's happy and joy, joyous in the Lord, it doesn't matter what's going on around me. I'll say, yes, God, I'll go where he wants me to go. I, I, I'm not comparing myself to other people. Amen. And I walk in that thankful spirit and in that, in that, um, that thanksgiving that we're talking about. Amen. Let's look at that first. Okay, this is y'all's first new point. So we, we had a short recap. But last week, we, we, like I said, we gave you all those things that Thanksgiving does to free us spiritually. And today we're going to talk about these things that it can do for us to empower us. Okay, so the first thing we want to give you is Thanksgiving empowers us to pursue. Um, somebody say pursue. Pursue good for ourselves and others because it enables us to see good. Uh, do you know that when Thanksgiving, it empowers us to pursue uh, the good in your life and the good for others and others' lives? Because when you're, when you're thankful, right, you have a tendency to see the good in all the things, right? When we're not living in a thankful way, we live negative-minded, we, 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 we're angry, we're, we're frustrated, nothing's ever enough. But when I'm content and when I'm thankful, I see the good, I feel the good, I can, I can sense the good, I can, I can expect the good, right, with anticipation that something good is always around the corner about to happen. God's going to bless me, he's going to bless my socks off. And Thanksgiving empowers us to not just pursue that, but believe that and speak that over us and over everybody else that we come in contact with, right? And Thanksgiving, it helps us to strive for righteousness, continue to strive for righteousness in our personal lives, in our spiritual lives. And here's the thing. God wants us to, to live that way and, and pursue good that way because guess what? It, it, if God is good, then I should be good, <laughs> right? The thing is, apart from God, nothing I do is, is good. Uh, let's look at Luke um, 18, 19. This is Jesus. It's a quick little short scripture, right? He says, why do you call me good, Jesus asked. Only God is truly good. Hear me. The only good in you and in me is the God in you. The only good in you and me is the God in you. I can't do the good things that God wants me to do apart from his spirit. You know what? But some of us have even maybe done that in our past, even in our sin. We did good things. It was, it was still the goodness of God. There was a, a little seed, a little something that took root in your life. And that goodness that came out of you was because of the goodness that God put in there. Right? And so to keep doing good things and to do good things, we need his presence. 
right? God says it's his will that we live in a thankful way in everything. And if I don't live in a thankful way in everything, then I'm, I'm not fully engaged in the fullness, in the, the, the full presence, in the full will of our Father. Okay? That next point. Another thing that it does for us. Okay? So it, it empowers us to pursue good, to believe for good, to expect good things to happen. And also, Thanksgiving empowers us to rejoice always. Because we know that God is working all things together for our good. The Lord showed me that Thanksgiving is rejoicing. That's what Thanksgiving is. It's rejoicing. It's praising. It's, it's giving Him praise. It's giving Him honor. It's giving Him glory in the good, in the bad, no matter what, in everything. And, and so if, if the enemy has stolen your, your joy, and not just your joy, cho- stolen your praise and your rejoicing then he's stolen your thanksgiving because it's the same, right? And if I find myself not being thankful, it's because something's off, something's, something's wrong, right? What does the Bible say? Pain may come in the night, but joy comes in the morning. Sometimes we have to call that joy out of us. Just as Jesus called Lazarus from the dead to come forth, right? Sometimes you got to call your joy out, you got to say, you know what, devil, not today. Yeah, this is messed up, jacked up. I'm still a child of God. I choose joy. We can have what we say, right? And that's the type of faith that God blesses. And don't think of yourself as a liar when you live by faith that way. Because sometimes don't we do that? Well, if I say that, I'm just going to speak joy. And I'm, no, I'm really not that I'm lying. No, that's a lie from the enemy too. You need to, by faith, call it out, walk in it, believe in it, and trust in it, and God will show up, right? Thanksgiving, it, it, it produces that type of expectation. That's what it all boils down to. When you begin to call your joy out, you're living with expectation, right? And God wants his people excited uh, uh, with expectation, excited with anticipation. You know what? Because if God is for us, who can be against us? So I know something good is just around the corner. That promise, that blessing, that thing I'm praying for, it's just over there, right? Just over yonder. Somebody say yonder. You're just, we're in Holly Pond, Alabama, right? It's just, it's just over there, God. I can see it. I believe it. I know you got me. I know you hear me, right? And when, when I do that, I can, I can rejoice even in the fire when my faith is tested. And when you're in the fire, you have to live this way. You have, you have, you have to live this way or you're going to find yourself the exact opposite. Unthankful, resenting uh, your situation, even we can get offended and mad at God. And so it's super key, it's super important that we live this way uh, in a way of always rejoicing and praising the Lord because he's worthy, right? He's worthy. Come on, somebody. He's worthy for praise. Um, let's read Romans 8, 28 through 32. And it says, And we know that God causes what? Everything to work together for the good for those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. Uh, let's, let's skip down to verse 31. It says, What shall we say about wonderful things as the... Here it is. I love this. Y'all have never heard this. You need to write this on your heart. You need to write this in your spirit. You need to believe it. It says, if God is for us, who could ever be against us? We all know that verse, 
But do we actually believe that verse? You know, there's a difference between knowing and believing. We need to to get that in our spirit. If the King of kings, the Lord of lords, the Alpha, the Omega is for me, then why can't he heal me? Right? If he's really for me, then, then why does this thing that seems like a problem really seem like such a big problem? It's not. God is for you. He can help you. Right? Verse 32, since he did not spare even his own son but gave him up for us, won't we also give up everything else? Right? Because God is for us, we can expect and believe for good things to happen. You can believe and expect for good things to happen in your life. If God is for us, who be against us? Yes. This life of faith, will the enemy come against you? Yes. You know what? But the enemy don't win. (laughs) Right? God has the final say. I'm going to go through things. I'm going to go through tough, tough places, tough seasons. But I know that God is for me. The King of Kings is for me. Right? He can help me. All I have to do, though, is I have to stay in right relationship with him. I have to call on him. I have to trust him. And really, I need to let him lead. Right? Let God do God, because only God can do God the way he does, right? And, and, and Ian, do Ian the best that I can, uh, and then signs, miracles, and wonders happen. That's it, right? He leads, I follow, and, and good things, amazing things happen. Thanksgiving happens, right? That next point, another way Thanksgiving empowers us is it empowers us to do just that, like I'm saying, to, to pray continually and consistently, Because we know that God hears, God cares, and God answers. That's what expectation also says. When you live a life of faith of expectation, it says, says, you know what? I'm going to keep doing this because I know God hears me. I know that God hears me. I know that God sees me. Right? Because when you are thankful for God and what he's done in your life and you love God enough, You'll go to him. It's that simple. If you're thankful for God, you'll go to him. You'll go to him every day in prayer. You, you, you'll go to him all day long just, just talking with him, just telling him, all, telling him everything. You're junk, you're crazy thoughts, right? I hear somebody laughing. You must be doing do the same thing I do. It's this ongoing dialogue, right? I like to call it like a, like a, like a text thread, you know? Is your text thread, is it just like good morning God at 6 a.m. and you don't talk to him again till? Nine o'clock at night when you go to bed? Or is it an ongoing thing? Because you know what? We speak, but God speaks too. It's two-way communication, right? He, sometimes it's different. He, he don't speak just clear words. to every, Sometimes he, he speaks to us through other people, through, through things. But all he needs is somebody to pay attention, right? Just somebody to pay attention. And so, but Thanksgiving empowers us to do that and to keep doing that. Because if I know God hears me, I'm excited to go to prayer, right? Remember when you was a kid and you was excited to to make your Santa Claus list and send it to Santa, right? Because Santa was going to get it and Santa was going to hear what you needed, right? Flip that. We're talking about the king of kings here. We can give him wish list, desire list. We can give him. He's not like a genie, but we can give him all them things and he hears you. He sees you. He wants to help you, right? And so Thanksgiving empowers us to do that. Let's look at Philippians 4, 6 through 7. 
It says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything. Everything is a common theme we're giving y'all today. Excuse me, in all these scriptures. It says, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. See, like I said at the beginning of this, we are all looking, striving for that peace. That peace, that contentment, because the rest of the world is out there anxious, scared. You know, I know we're going through a lot as a nation, as a country. Everybody's on edge. Now you add the holidays to it, right? And we all want the peace of God, but we all do it wrong. We all do it backwards. There is a divine order to enter into a peace that surpasses all understanding. The peace that surpasses all understanding is an amazing thing. Anybody ever walked in it, been in it, experienced it, felt it? Nobody? It is amazing, right? Hear me. I'm going to show this to you in the scripture. You can't get that without first doing this in order. Philippians 4.6 says, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by what? Prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Thanksgiving, which I said earlier, is literally just rejoicing. Praising God. Your requests be made known to God. First, we go to Him in prayer. We spend time, we worship him, we experience his presence, we worship him first, and then seven is valid to you and me. What does seven say? And then the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Right, we can't just skip to contentment without walking through the, the relationship. Right? God wants to be in relationship with his kids, with his people. And when that happens, the thanksgiving that we're talking about, that we're all striving for, naturally happens in my life. Does anybody see that? It begins to naturally take place and blossom and bloom and take fruit in my life. Let's look at that, Let's look at that next point. Another way uh, thanksgiving empowers us is it helps us to obey the Holy Spirit because we are in tune with the desires of his heart. Right? We talk about obedience a lot here at Liberty Church. Uh, and we can't be in the will of God and obedient to God outside of the Holy Spirit. Right? And so being thankful helps me stay in step with the Spirit of God. Right? Because if the Spirit of God is thankful, then I need to be thankful. And when I'm thankful, we're in step. We're in tune together. Um, he's leading and, and, I, and, and I'm following and we're, we're doing life together. Let's look at, um, lost my spot here. Let's look at um, Galatians 5, 16 through 17. It says, so I say, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. Then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. The sinful nature wants to do evil which is just the opposite of what the Spirit wants. And the Spirit gives us desires that are opposite of what the sinful nature desires. These two forces are constantly fighting each other, so you are not free to carry out your good intentions. Right? So this is the, there's always a battle of good and evil going on. And personally, for us, this is always that conflict. 
right? Because we have flesh. We have a body. It has sinful, a sinful nature. That's why I need the Spirit of God to help me. So the Spirit of God wants me to do good and, and, and to believe and to trust and to love and to forgive and, and to walk in peace and to walk in thanksgiving. But my flesh, it, it rises up and it wants to be Lord over my life, right? And that's why we need a Lord. That's why Jesus is, is either Lord or he's not Lord of your life because when the Holy Spirit comes, he leads us and he guides us. He, we say no to the things that God says no to and we say yes to the things that God says Yes, too, right? And so obeying the Holy Spirit is how I walk, not just in thanksgiving, but how I continue to stay and do in the will of God. It's how I accomplish good things, continue to accomplish good things in my life, and for God to continue to accomplish good things in and through me. So that that next point. So that was kind of quick. Thanksgiving empowers us to obey the Holy Spirit. I feel like we talk about the Holy Spirit a whole lot. So, but this next point, Thanksgiving empowers us. This is this is good to receive the word God has for us. God speaks. God, right? He uh, he, he has words for you. He has encouragement for you. He has promises for you. Um, and Thanksgiving helps us be able to be in tune enough to listen and to receive not just the words, but the vision of God for my life. Um, other things He wants to do, and it's because. It's because it continues to create a tender and humble heart. And if you want to go, go ahead and put an extra note, a, a humble and submissive spirit even. Right? Because when I have a tender, uh, responsive, humble heart, I, I'm generally submissive and, and, and obedient. Right? And Thanksgiving can help empower us. It's the key to help us, um, empower us to walk that out. The thing is, when I let my flesh rise up, or me and, uh, me and God are, you know, we're butt heads, not because he's butt heads with me, more so because I'm, I'm stiff-arming that work of God in my life, right? I say that a lot. Hey, I feel him nudging me, the Holy Spirit nudging me to do something, and I'm not ready, and so I, right, I'm butt heads with God. No, God, I'm, that's, I can't do that. It's too uncomfortable. I'm not ready, right? We have all sorts of excuses. But a lot of times how I reject that word, why I reject that word is because I think that I know it all. I think that I know better for my life. I think that I can find the answer a different route, a different way. Right? And hear me. If you know it all, you are going to struggle receiving from God. If you know it all, why do you need the voice of God to help guide you and lead you in your life? And even us as believers can step borderline into that spiritually. Right? We have to trust Him in all things and in everything. Give thanks. 1 Corinthians 14.3, it says, But one who prophesies strengthens others, encourages them, and comforts others. God, He has things He wants to give everybody. He has words for you and words for me, personal words. But you know what? He also has words for others. And if I am being prideful and thinking that I know it all and I'm rejecting the thing God wants to do in my life, I may hinder the growth of God in somebody else. Because how does God give words to others? Through us a lot of times, right? And so that, that scripture says that, but one who prophesies strengthens others, encourages them, and comforts them. 
So it's important not just for my thanksgiving and my spiritual health and my spiritual wholeness that I walk in thanksgiving, but also for others around me, my family, my friends. Because I may, sorry, I may be harming, hurting someone else's growth if God wants to use me to help that person. Does that make sense? Right? And so there's always a bigger picture when it comes to God, when it comes to Jesus, the Holy Spirit. He loves people. And so a lot of times we think my faith is all about me. And a lot of times it is, right? But we all know that it's always not just about us. God wants to do bigger and more grander things through us for his glory. So that next point. Another thing it does to empower us. It empowers us to discern and embrace between good and evil. Why? Because we know him. Right? There is good and evil always going on. We talked about our flesh and the spirit of God, how they, they're in conflict with each other. And you know that the world is <laughs> out doing evil things. There's people even doing evil things inside of the church. Um, but Thanksgiving empowers us to, to be sensitive. As if I'm in step with the Holy Spirit, it resensitizes me to what's really going on. Uh, and the Holy Spirit kind of just made this plain to me. I made a little note here. It says, thankful people generally don't do bad things, <laughs> right? If you're thankful, you probably ain't going to go rob a bank, right? If you're really thankful, you're not going to go kill or murder somebody or, or mug somebody, right? Be why? Because you found, you, you're thankful, you're content, you're, you're, you have joy, you have love, you have peace. You're not going to do those things. So it's pretty amazing that the Spirit of God is thankful, right? Because if the Spirit of God is thankful and I'm called to be thankful... I won't do those things, which you could just narrow it down to one word, right? A simple word, which is just sin. Evil and good, anything outside of good is God sees as sin, right? And God calls us to be holy. And so it's, it's, it's really a dynamic that Thanksgiving can help protect us even uh, as it empowers us to do good instead of doing evil. John 10, 2 through 5. It says, but the I love this, I love this scripture. It says, but the one who enters through the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him, and the sheep recognize his voice to come in. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. After he has gathered his own flock, he walks ahead of them, and they what? Follow. And they follow. Him because they know his voice. They won't follow a stranger. They will, they will run from him because they don't know his voice. Right? It's that simple. We don't do evil, bad things because if we know our Father's voice, we won't be led astray. Jesus is the good shepherd, right? He cares for his flock. He cares for his sheep. He, he, he loves you. And so... That's why we need to be in lock, lockstep with the Holy Spirit also, so that I know his voice. And if there's good and evil, God says this is good and this is evil, that means I'm not going to maybe watch certain things. I'm not going to listen to certain things. I'm not going to allow certain things into my spirit. Right? Evil things. And it says that God's people, the sheep, follow him because they know his voice. You won't leave your shepherd, if they're loving you and caring for you and, 
and taking and doing all those things that a shepherd does for his sheep, right? So we need to stay faithful. We need to stay true. Uh, if you're in a tough place, know that we love you and we care for you, but know that get close to your shepherd. <laughs> if you feel like you can't hear his voice, or you're struggling to hear his voice, maybe it's because you've, you're so far away from the shepherd. You need to just hunker and get as close to Jesus as you possibly can, right? Sometimes he speaks in a still small whisper. When someone whispers to me, you know what I do? I lean in so I can hear better, right? Maybe we can't hear because we're, we're not even close to Jesus. We're, we're, we're listening to all these other distractions and things, and God just says, just lean into me, and I'll speak, right? And then when he speaks, I can follow, and he won't lead me astray, right? That next point. We got, we got two more quick points we want to give you as we wrap up um, this message. So Thanksgiving, it empowers us also to abstain from every form of appearance of evil because we fear the Lord, right? That's how I also follow God is because I abstain because I have a, when we say fear of the Lord, we're not afraid of God, right? It's a, it's a reverence. Does everybody know what reverence is? It's a respect. It's a, it's a, it's a level of, you know what, I'm not going to tempt my God, right? I shared this last service. You know, growing up, my dad, he never had to whoop me and my brother. Uh, we got close a couple times. My mom, she whooped us all the time. Uh, but my dad, it, it got close a couple times. We, were, it, we got right to the edge, right? And it was like on the inside, we got, I said, you know what, I don't want to do this anymore because that next level is not going to be good, right? It was a fear <laughs> of what he was going to do to me. And it's really the same for us spiritually for God, right? I follow God because I love him, but you know what? Sometimes I get tempted and sometimes I have to, I have to maybe make the right choice based out of the a healthy fear of the Lord that says, you know what? Your sin will find you out. The things that you do in darkness will eventually brought into the light, right? And so sometimes, even if it takes that to get me to do the right thing, it's still a win for the kingdom, right? It's still a win for you. It's still a win for Jesus. And so that's what Thanksgiving can also do, is it can help empower us to make that right choice through that fear of the Lord. So Proverbs 14, 27, we're going to give you all Proverbs 8, 3, 2. So anything you, you usually read or see about a, a fear of the Lord is usually found in Proverbs Proverbs is great. It has so much just wisdom and all sorts of stuff. But So we're going to give you a couple of scriptures out of Proverbs on, on fear of the Lord this morning. So it says, The fear of the Lord is a fountain of life to turn away from the snares of death. Basically, you choose good or evil, you choose life or death. When you choose, when you choose good, you choose life. When you choose evil, you choose death. And the fear of the Lord is the making the right choice. Proverbs 8.13, The fear of the Lord is to hate evil. Pride and arrogance and the evil way and the perverse mouth, I hate. It's just simple. If God hates evil, so should we. If God hates evil, so should we. Some people might say, well, God's all love. How can your God hate? You know, there is a, there is a, a righteous indignation that we as the church can walk in without sinning. I shared this a couple weeks ago. Remember when Jesus, he was so mad when they turned his, his father's house into a den of thieves, right? 
He walked in there. He was mad as all get out. Tossing tables. He braided a whip first, went in there. He did that all without sinning. Is because why? Because he hates evil. Evil is not your friend. If you walk with evil, you can't walk with darkness and light at the same time, right? You know what? And sometimes we have believers, Christians, they're walking in evil and darkness and light and good. And really God wants, it's all black or white for him. It's good, it's evil. And if we mix them, what happens? What does white and black make? Gray. And a lot of Christians are just kind of walking around, moseying around in this gray area. Everything seems dull. Gray's dull, right? It's just, I don't even know good from evil. It's because I'm living in this gray, dead place. Right? I need to be in light and good, or the worst, the other situation is dark and evil. Amen? Let's choose light. Let's choose his way. The last point I want to give you as we wrap this up, and it kind of brings us full circle, right, as we kick this off. Thanksgiving does a lot of things for us. It's super key, okay? But really what it, what it, what it does for us is it, it empowers us and it helps change our lives because it changes our focus and it raises our awareness of God. It's that simple. When I'm thankful to God for who he is and what he's doing in my life, it raises my awareness of who God is and it changes my focus. I stop looking at my problems. I stop looking at the person who hurt me. I stop looking at the things I'm doing, the things that I'm not doing, and I'm just focused on him and his goodness, right? And when that happens, you will naturally be thankful. You will naturally have joy. You will naturally have walk in love and and all these things, right? And it's just because it's that simple. Thanksgiving, it's the power that changes our lives just through that. Just through doing that on a daily basis. Amen? Any thankful people in the house? I know y'all are thankful. Amen? Let's, um, let's stay there as we enter into this Christmas season. Man, the world needs some thankful, happy, joyful people. Right? We, ha- we have the... God gave his people the message of the gospel. He gave us the responsibility to share the message of the gospel. That's the biggest responsibility that there is. So that falls on you and me this season. Amen. Y'all want to pray with me? Well, Father, Lord, we love you. God, and we thank you, Lord. I, let, our, let our thank you just not be empty words this morning. Lord, I, I pray that you show us how blessed we are. And continue to cultivate that spirit of thankfulness. God, because we do have tough days. We do have bad days. We do have days where we're just not feeling it. Lord, and I pray when that happens, Lord, we would still be able to look to you, look to the hills, or Lord, and still be able to praise you and worship you for who you are. Lord, I truly believe that Thanksgiving is rejoicing, and that we would still be able to rejoice even on the toughest days. It's a lot easier said than done. Lord, you're, you're able to give us peace that we read this morning that surpasses all understanding. Lord, that thing that we're all looking for, we're all searching for, that you just want to give us. All we have to do is go to you first, Lord. So I pray that we would do that. God, we love you and we thank you. We ask this by faith. God, we ask it in the name of Jesus. Amen.